the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Patriot is WWTC Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. In Texas, the Uvalde School District's police chief stepping down from his position in the city council just weeks after being sworn in. That follows allegations he aired in his response to the mass shooting at a grade school that left 19 students and two teachers dead. Chief Pete Arandondo says he decided to step down for the good of the city commission. Texas Supreme Court blocking a lower court order that had given some abortion clinics confidence to resume performing abortions. Order handed down late Friday night by the court, and it comes just days after some abortion providers rushed to resume services in the state. A lower court order issued by a Houston judge had reassured some doctors they could temporarily resume abortions. This is SRN News. This week in the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt, brought to you in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. The words we've been waiting for, Roe and Casey, are overruled. We'll hear from Mississippi Governor Reeves. It is about continuing to create a culture of life. Join us for our program. Sign up for our podcast at townhallreview.com. Every Saturday evening at 7 and Sunday nights at 11, here on AM 1280, The Patriot Intelligent Radio. AM 1280, The Patriot, from the Kirby and Christina Realty Studios. Get you right back to Narn with Mitch Berg in just a moment. We've got a high of 78 degrees today with some thunderstorms on the way. Sunday, high of 85 with a chance for some more storms. Our Stand with Israel tour is a 10-day adventure you'll remember forever. You'll be joined by Dinesh D'Souza and Sebastian Gorka, who will be broadcasting live on the trip. Register today at am1280thepatriot.com. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. <laughs> now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The show that's making talk radio great again. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, The Patriot. My name is Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info, which has been for 20 years and change now, bringing you daily news, opinion, and the truth as I see it, along with my esteemed co-bloggers, uh, Jeff Kuba, Mr. D, and First Ringer. I finally got the all-star team. If you were reading Twin Cities blogs in the mid-2000s, back when blogging led to this show being established way back when, you may remember some of those guys. I mean, the, the big A-listers who went on to, to national fame, I mean, the people like John Hinderocker, Scott Johnson, uh, Ed Morrissey, and the like, uh, they obviously, they're, they're household names still in the world of conservative alternative media. People who were household names 15 years ago in the world of blogging back in, I don't know, 2007, 2006, along with myself and the other Narn guys, uh, the, the, other, the ones who didn't go nationwide, the folks like the Frauders guys, uh, Brian, St. Paul Ward, Chad the Elder, uh, King Banyan, uh, were not, the ones who weren't part of the show, people like, like Mr. D., uh, Mr. Dilettante from Mr. Dilettante's Neighborhood, Jeff Kuba from his blog, Peace Like a River, First Ringer from the First Ringer blog back in the day, among my, many others. They were the people that I went to to read every day. And I used to think back in the mid-2000s, boy, I'd love to get all these guys together on my blog on Shot in the Dark. Uh, and I, by the way, I've made a bit of a practice over the last 15 years as blogs became sort of not the A-list means of alternative media uh dissemination anymore of offering people who shut down their blogs after years of, of effort to say, hey, 
Come over and write on my blog whenever you're available, whenever you want to. Could be once a month, could be three times a week. I don't care. Just write. You you don't have to go through all the hassle of running your blog anymore. Just write. And I've been gratified that Mr. D and Jeff and First Ringer have taken me up on that for years now. And I, I can, hope to carry this on for another 20 with any luck at all. Anyway, so uh, 651-289-4488 is the number to call should you care to join the broadcast today. First hour, we were talking about needing a new word for complete civic ignorance. The short list, I'll be publishing that on Shot in the Dark sometime this next week. Uh, civ ignorant, chivis ignorantes, uh, Paula literate. A-O-Kate, I love that one. So close, but I love it. Uh, and and beyond that, much, much more. Uh, we'll come back. We'll be talking about that in coming weeks because, of course, the DFL is counting on its uh, voters being very A-O-Kate, shall we say. And that's going to play a big role in one big story that came up this week in Minnesota politics. And uh, along with the the polyliteratism, the the civignorance of voters, I'm going to suggest perhaps, how do I want to put this? I'm not big on conspiracy theories, especially positive conspiracy theories, conspiracies to do something good that we all need. And if you've listened to this broadcast over the last, I don't know, 18 years or so, I have been even less prone to saying the Republican Party of Minnesota has done something smart. Uh, but, I mean, it happens. But you don't hear me say it a lot because there are not a lot of things, smart things the GOP in Minnesota has done in the legislature uh, in particular, uh, much less in, in statewide elections, that have struck one as smart. And yet I think perhaps, maybe, I've got an idea here that, that maybe the GOP has just finally learned how to play play four-dimensional chess, perhaps, in the world of politics. It, it's, it's a theory. We'll get to the theory in a minute here. Here's the story, and I'm, I'm going to uh, be reading this from Tim Pugmire's piece at uh, Minnesota Public Radio. New law permits sale and consumption of hemp THC edibles in Minnesota. That's basically a way of say, be, saying solid pot. Uh, marijuana, at least its active ingredient, uh, tetrahydrocannabinoid, cannabinol, I believe it is, the stuff that actually makes you high in marijuana. Uh piece that came out yesterday, new law takes effect, took effect yesterday that allows for the legal sale and consumption of edibles, in other words, food, sort of, stuff you can eat, containing small amounts of hemp-derived THC. Again, the active ingredient marijuana and hashish, if you prefer. The uh, law provides greater clarity and regulation to cannabinoid products already being sold, such as gummies. According to the new law, the uh, more th- uh, no more than 0.3% of THC derived from hemp is allowed. They may not contain more than 5 milligrams of THC per serving and no more than 50 milligrams per package. No one under age 21 can purchase the products. There are also labeling requirements to prevent marketing to children. Uh, so the idea is, uh, by the way, this is uh, promoted by State Representative Heather Adelson of Minneapolis, who doesn't want to hear any more about gun owners' rights, but certainly thinks that, uh, that that people should have the right to get themselves high. Uh, we could call it, in fact, gummies could be called the cannabinoid of the masses, if I may paraphrase Karl Marx, and I believe I may. Who Heather Adelson is going to cringe at a Karl Marx reference? Uh, Heather Adelson um, from Edina uh, was the House author of the legislation. It passed at the end of the session, part of a larger health policy measure. Adelson said the new law addresses a public health concern. Quote, there were these products that essentially didn't really have regulations. So, you see, that's what they care about. The devil. you, you got to regulate everything. Uh, but people were consuming them, Adelson said. Quote, they were being sold all over the state, and a lot of them were in gas stations. Quite a few of them, by the way, were in the car of <laughs> Sheriff Dave Hutchinson when he crashed. Uh, Rebecca Brandon found him by the side of the road uh, where the car had crashed, along with a pile of ammunition. Adelson said the use of unregulated products by minors caused an increase in poison control calls. She believed these numbers will now be reduced. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Steve Brown, co-founder of the Minnesota Cannabis Association, CEO of Nothing But Hemp, said over the last year those in the hemp industry were seeing products with varying amounts of THC pop up in smoke shops and CBD stores. said the new law provides important consumer protections that he believes will reflect the state's conservative stance on hemp-derived THC products. By the way, people are lining up from all over the state. People want, yeah, people apparently like the cannabinoid of the masses here. 
the interesting thing about this was this apparently passed, and I quote, by accident, end quote. Apparently, the Republicans in the Senate weren't aware that they were the, this health policy omnibus bill uh, was going to uh, pass a uh, legalization, at least, if not of marijuana, at least of hemp-derived CBD candy, which apparently gives one a mild buzz. Now, the next time I consume THC will be the first. I've never done that. I, uh, drug, <laughs> drugs have never actually been my thing. But I will say this. I will say this as a conservative with a small L libertarian uh, streak in me as well. I'm all for legalizing or at least decriminalizing marijuana. It's not as harmless as some of the uh, proponents uh, w- would have you believe. I Believe me, I've heard it all. I mean, there's a, there's a cottage industry of, of information out there saying how, how utterly harmless, in fact, beneficial regular marijuana consumption is, and and authoritative studies seem to indicate that it's no worse than alcohol and no better. Different. They both have effects on people that 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 are different and harmful in some respects. And in some respects, potentially beneficial. I mean, people with with chronic pain benefit from from uh, THC, from whatever source, medical marijuana or the ganja. I don't care. I think we put way too many people in prison uh, for relatively harmless, victimless crimes, selling a product that has no worse social effects than alcohol, which is thoroughly legal and supported by a massive lobbying industry, a lobbying industry in the state of Minnesota. It fills up a lot of space uh, for petty distribution uh, charges that would be better devoted to violent criminals, and what should be filled with violent criminals that are currently going free because jails are too crowded, among other reasons. So I'm for legal, even though I've never uh, smoked up in my life. I'm the opposite of Snoop Dogg or Willie Nelson. Uh, I'm all for legalizing or at least decriminalizing weed for that very reason, because we need the jail space for much more important things. We've really trivialized the criminal justice process that way. But part of me is thinking that there may be more to this accident that meets the eye. Now, good friend of the show, Margaret Martin, former uh, colleague here at AM 12A, the Patriot, actually, way back when, pointed out that as I was discussing this on Twitter before the show today, she said, oh, the idea, and, and by the way, our other friend of the show, Barb from North St. Paul, who also has experience in the legislature, said she she doubts it was a pure accident per se, because it's more like you have these omnibus bills that are hundreds of pages long and, and contain dozens of provisions, and it's hard, and they get jammed through at the last minute after being negotiated up by the Troika, the uh, Senate Majority Leader, the Speaker of the House, and the governor, uh, they just get jammed past the legislature. Nobody has time to read it all. I mean, you have to pass it before you know what's in it, literally, in these cases. So it's entirely possible that the Republicans in the Senate, who have always opposed marijuana legalization, uh, didn't know about it. Possible. But I think it's doubtful, and in fact, I think it's crazy as a fox, and I'll tell you why. Now, the following is pure conjecture. I have no factual basis for any of this. But hear me out. Most issues, you you take any issue, whether it's gun control or abortion or marijuana legalization, most every issue in the world out there has, or or, or terrorism for that matter, uh, has sort of like a Russian doll, those Russian onion dolls that have different layers of doll. You take the outer layer off, you get the inner layers of the doll, and further, further inward, you get many different dolls out of it. And issues are like that, at least the demographics of issues like that. At the outer layer, you have people who say, yeah, I like marijuana legalized. I'm not going to donate a dollar to a party. I'm not going to go knock on doors. Uh, Maybe I'll vote on it, but there's so many issues that are more important. Yeah, I mean, maybe we'll legalize it. Next layer in, you have people who say, yeah, I really would like to see this legalized. I'll donate a few bucks to the party, and if all the other issues fall into place, I'll vote for a candidate who supports legalization. The next layer in, you have people who say, yep, no, I'm actively supporting the legalization of marijuana or the control of guns or the, 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 the abortion on demand. 
I will vote for candidates because it's that important of an issue for me. And then at the very center of the onion of the Russian doll, you have someone for whom it is the issue. Now, in the world of marijuana legalization in 2020, a good chunk of those center two layers of the marijuana onion ditched the DFL, almost exclusively the DFL, and voted for the two parties that achieved major party status under Minnesota law. If you get 5% of the vote in any statewide race, Senate, governor, uh, or any of the constitutional officers, in 2018, 2018, I believe it was, if you get over 5% in any of those races, you achieve major party status. You get guaranteed ballot placement. You get Senate uh, state matching funds, or at least Senate election support funds for your candidates. And the two parties, not one, but two parties that achieved major party status in the last statewide elections, the Grassroots Party and the Legal Marijuana Now Party, are taking votes away from the DFL. Now, what does this mean in the context of this law that passed, and I quote, by accident, end quote? Hear me out. We'll be right back. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. No, 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 I don't smoke it no more. I'm tired of waking up on the floor. No, thank you, please. It only makes me it makes it hard to find a door. Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. When I found out I was pregnant, I panicked. I was afraid, feeling pressured. I didn't know what else to do. I was nine weeks along and didn't know there were other options. I didn't know the baby already had a beating heart. I didn't know there were couples waiting to adopt. I called the confidential hotline and learned the facts. I found an option that both my baby and I can live with. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America, the billboard people. So often we get calls just like this from men and women seeking help and alternatives. Our age hotline connects callers to the services they need for pregnancy, adoption, as well as post-abortion assistance. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of confidential counseling or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or check us out on the web, prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is educational, non-political, and tax-deductible. First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know the best way to get there. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. We teach people how to own physical gold and silver. Now, we've won the Best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest number one national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. Did you know that the Patriot mobile app can do more than just stream your favorite shows? Here's cool feature number one. You can set an alarm on our app that will automatically start streaming the Patriot at whatever time you decide. It's easy. Just open the menu in the upper left-hand corner, select Alarm, and choose a time. You can set it to wake you up in the morning with Hugh Hewitt or any of your favorite hosts. Download the free AM 1280 The Patriot app today. Searching for ways to strengthen your daily walk? Visit Crosswalk.com. From devotionals to Christian living topics, movie reviews to marriage and financial articles, and so much more. The intersection of faith and life, Crosswalk.com. The division of Salem Media Group. 651-289-4488. 651-289-4488 to join the Northern Alliance Radio Network on AM 12A, The Patriot. Hey, it's being called the best pro-life movie ever made. The Matter of Life or The Unborn One of Us. This documentary looks at compassion, complete look at the abortion debate. 
A very timely release with the recent overruling of Roe v. Wade by the Supreme Court. Watch it at Salem now. Invite your family, your friends, even members of the pro-choice community to check it out. We believe it can change minds and, most importantly, save lives. Check it out. SalemNow.com, a matter of life. 651-289-4488, the number to call should you care to join me. I certainly hope you do. It's, these things are always best as a two-way conversation. That's why we're a talk show. You don't get to do this at NPR. You don't get to do this at AM 950, which, yeah, I did check yesterday. It is still on the air. The local liberal talk station is on the air, broadcasting to its uh, audience of 15 box wine cat ladies and crazy repump. Uh, re- Recumbent bike riders. Uh, that's them. Anyway, we're talking about the, the, the surface issue here is the legalization, quote, by accident, end quote, of the cannabinoid of the masses, the, uh, the, the uh, THC gummies. There was little gummies that use a little bit of the active ingredient from marijuana to give you a, a, a tiny little buzz and perhaps some pain relief if you're so inclined. But most importantly, the tiny little buzz. At any rate, uh, it's the first step on the road towards decriminalizing marijuana in Minnesota, and it was apparently an accident, or so so we're told. Now, back up to where we ended up at the uh, break. In any issue, any issue is like an onion. The outer layer is people who have a casual interest in an issue. As you move to the next layer in, people whose interest is less casual and are more interested. Uh, Inside that, people who will actively work and donate and devote time and effort. And people on the inside, the, the center layer of the onion or the Russian doll, people for whom the issue is the issue, the only issue that matters. Everything to them. That's Issues like this are why when you take polls of the general public about socially divisive issues, and you get issues like, uh, what was the one uh, that, that you've heard, 80% of the American people favor some sort of gun control. Yeah, and the most of those 80% polled uh, are, are the people who, uh, most of those 80% are people on the outer several layers of the onion. People who have many more important issues and will not go out and work tirelessly to enact gun control. That center layer of the onion, the center two layers of the onion, might be a tiny percent of the population. They're the people who walk around in orange T-shirts out in Egan protesting inner city crime, for example, as if law-abiding gun owners are the ones carrying out that crime. I digress. Now, on the issue of uh, on the issue of marijuana, the traditionally this is an issue that is is the zealots, the center. I, hate, I shouldn't use the term zealots. The people for whom it is a dispositive issue, people who are active users, people who want it to be legalized, people who want it to be legalized both on convenience and civil rights grounds, and there are, I've known both, uh, they tend to be the center couple layers of the onion. They're a small percentage of the population. They tend, not universally, but they tend to be Democratic user, uh, Democrat voters. Uh, t- they tend to either be younger types who have that sort of nihilistic libertarianism of being a 20-something, who just want their weed, dude, or they tend to be superannuated hippies who like their ganja and they want to legalize it. And, and by the way, there's other people. I know, uh, I know very staunch Reagan Republicans who are regular marijuana users for pain relief, for uh, self-medication, a variety, a variety of issues. It, it, it happens. It's, it's not entirely a left-of-center issue. Far from it. Libertarians, in fact, are uh, including conservative, conservative libertarians like myself, or for at least decriminalization, if not complete legalization. But if you grab a number of people, uh, say a thousand people, who from the center two layers of that onion, the people for whom it's the only issue and for the people for whom it's an important enough issue to drive their vote, they tend to be left-of-center voters. And up until 2016, that meant DFL. The grassroots party was a, was a fringe joke in Minnesota. The legal marijuana party barely existed. They got a percent or two of the vote. They were down there with the libertarians and the Constitution Party, People for, for people for whom making a statement was more important than affecting policy. Well, that all changed in 2018. The grassroots and legal marijuana parties both got 5% of the vote, each of them. 
That's 10% of the vote, overwhelmingly, not entirely, but I would suggest overwhelmingly people who the DFL were counting on voting for them. Now, 2018 was a very good year, the anti-Trump midterm backlash. So they didn't miss that many of their voters. But this is a whole nother thing. And we know the DFL is trying to neutralize the pot parties because we've heard that we talked about this in the show about a month ago. DFLers tried to infiltrate the uh, convention of the Legal Marijuana Now Party and introduce a resolution to change the name of the party to the Ultra MAGA Party to try and use it to peel away Republican voters. Because they were upset, by the way, that the Illegal Marijuana Party and the Grassroots Party both had some financial support from Republicans because Republicans saw correctly that these parties were going to peel voters away. And Democrats called foul, to which those of us who were paying attention said, hey, remember Tom Horner, a fake Republican? I mean, someone who'd been an Arnie Carlson, Dave Durenberger-style Republican in the 1970s, uh, had gone on to work in the bureaucracy, and is, generally speaking, somewhere well to the left of Olympia Snow or Susan Collins, was put out there as the antidote to the angry Tom Emmer in 2018, and let's be frank, cost the Republican Party the election, gave us eight years of Mark Dayton. Had it not been for Tom Horner, that 8,000-vote major- uh, uh, shortfall in the Emmer vote would have been a significant lead. Tom Horner was a Potemkin Republican. He was supported by big lefty money purely to siphon votes away from the Republican Party. So all you DFLers out there who are saying uh, the grassroots and, and legal marijuana now parties were, were dirty pool, wah, wah, wah. Cry me a river. So the GOP, any money they spent siphoning votes away from the the, the Democrats in 2018 was well spent. And clearly it's still well spent because the Democrats are panicking about it now, as we heard a month ago. Now, stay with me here, folks. The marijuana, uh, the the cannabinoid of the masses bill, the THC gummies bill passed, quote, by accident, end quote, as... Uh, Senate Republicans accidentally let it slide through on the Health and Human Services omnibus bill at the end of the session. Oops. Big accident, right? Stay with me here, folks. What would happen hypothetically is that the fact that you can get CBD gummies openly on the market right now means that the people on the outer two layers of the marijuana legalization Russian onion doll look at the, the reality in front of them and say, hey, I can, get, I can get CBD gummies. I can get edibles, by the way, which I like a whole lot more than smoking because I hate that smell. I guess pro, you know, we, don't, we no longer have prohibition. I mean, I can get my, I can get my buzz. And I can get it at a gas station now. More power to me. And the people on the next layer fire, farther in who are voting perhaps more on principle, like I vote against prohibitions. I would have voted against prohibition of alcohol 100 years ago. I'm voting against prohibition of weed now. I say, well, we don't really have prohibition anymore. So this issue is no longer a big driver for me or even a little driver for me. We don't have prohibition. I'm going to go on. I mean, this issue does not rise to the level of something that's going to drive my vote. And those who are farther to the center, I mean, the people for whom uh, in the outer two or three layers, the people for whom legalizing marijuana isn't really uh, isn't really so much the goal as ending the prohibition or having access to legal THC. Suddenly, the prohibition is off the table. The market is being served to some extent, to enough of an extent for perhaps most people who are perfect. I'm going to suggest perfectly happy foregoing a bowl of, of geef for a package of gummies that has a similar effect and is perfectly legal now. So those outer two layer of onions are suddenly off the table or at least nowhere near as motivated, even as little as they were. In the meantime, the inner two layers are saying, well, DFL, all you gave us is gummies. We still can't grow our own weed. We still can't sell 
actual vegetative, natural uh, cannabis, it's still not good enough. We're staying with the parties that are they're four square for the legalization. Now, you could say that's an accident. You could. Or you could say perhaps maybe the, quote, accident, end quote, threaded the needle for the Minnesota GOP. It ended the prohibition that was sapping some of its votes while taking a key issue away from the Democrats, giving the, 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 taking away the whole we're fighting for uh, marijuana freedom issue because you have freedom now. Peeling away a whole lot of casual DFL voters while keeping the uh, zealots with the uh, pot parties. Right? Wrong? Give me a call. 651-289-4488. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. Charlie, don't you know? You better stay away from Copperhead Road. I appeal to you to fight. I fully recognize not everyone has a fighting nature, but everyone can help fighters. What's wrong is not to do either. If the troops have no supplies, the troops are worthless. This station is a fighter. So there's a very simple way for you to help this station, and that is just patronize their sponsors. Help us continue to keep the Twin Cities right by supporting the local businesses you hear on this station. For 30 years, Robbinsdale Women's Center, known as RWC, has been the best first step for women facing an unplanned pregnancy without donors to support this mission to protect unborn life. It just wouldn't be possible. I'm here with longtime supporters Mike and Kathy. Why did you start giving to Robbinsdale Women's Center? Kathy and I wanted to support a local medical pregnancy center. Partnering with RWC truly blesses us. Why do you continue to give to Robbinsdale Women's Center? RWC has proven to be a good steward of the gifts given to them. They're debt-free and own all of their assets. Every week, five women, initially at risk of aborting their pregnancies, instead choose life. How can listeners help support the life-affirming work at Robbinsdale Women's Center? Go to rwcinfo.org. Your gift will bring hope and life. Robbinsdale Women's Center needs our help so more women can be empowered to choose life. Donate at rwcinfo.org. Your help will make a difference. rwcinfo.org. United We Pledge has partnered with Balance of Nature to help ensure traditional American freedoms exist for us and for future generations. United We Pledge is raising money to build an American Village West campus that will house replicas of key historic buildings and realistic portrayals of the men and women who helped shape this nation. This village will provide educational experiences for youth and families. To raise funds and bring awareness to this project, world record-holding endurance athlete Tom Jones is running 76 consecutive marathons from the original American Village in Alabama to the future home of the American Village West in Washington County, Utah. He will be powered by Balance of Nature Fruits and Veggies. Balance of Nature is proud to provide fruits and veggies in a Patriot Pack for a limited time to support this effort. A portion of the proceeds from each Patriot Pack will go directly to United We Pledge to help build this project. Use promo code VILLAGE to receive 35% off your first preferred order. Go to buypatriotpack.com to start your pledge to help preserve the freedoms we value. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack barbecue. Pick it up or take it out, rackshacktogo.com or rackshackdelivery.com. It's so easy. Hey, you've been working hard. Half the staff is gone and your crew needs a lift. Go to rackshacktogo.com for pickup or rackshackdelivery.com and we'll bring it out to you. It's America's food and the right thing to do. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack barbecue. AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, should you care to join us, and I sincerely hope you do. Hey, Emmy Award-winning former NBC Sideline reporter Michelle Tafoya now hosting Sideline Sanity, a hard-hitting podcast focusing on pop culture, politics, world news, from Michelle's unique perspective, she'll coach us (laughs) through the chaos and lunacy we see around us while catching us up with expert guests. You check out uh, the latest from Minnesota's own Michelle Tafoya at SalemPodcastNetwork.com. I always wanted to be at the same station as Michelle Tafoya. It's in some ways uh, the culmination of a dream. So join us, and one way or another, we will... Hey, you used to work at music radio, didn't you? Why, yes. Yes, I did. 
Join us at 651-289-4488. That's the number to call. Let's uh, go to the phones in Egan. Barbara, welcome to the show. Hey, Mitch. If you covered this in your last segment, I, I missed it. But my question is, so these legislators that voted for the marijuana bill and think that they made a mistake and didn't know what they were voting for, What did they think they were voting for? Well, let me make sure we're clear on this, Barbara, because most bills that get through uh, are omnibus bills. It's not it wasn't a marijuana bill. It was an amendment or a provision in an omnibus public uh, health bill. Uh, covering public health. Uh, you know what an omnibus, uh, for those of you who don't know, an omnibus bill is a big bill, hundreds sometimes yeah. of pages long with dozens of, of provisions in them. And it's almost impossible. I mean, you fall asleep if you're a civilian trying to read these things. Uh, they, yeah. and, and they get jammed through at the last minute. These things are arrived at by uh, staff and people who are really, really three people wind up putting most of these and negotiating them together. The, the, uh, yeah. the Speaker of the House, the Governor, and the Senate Majority Leader. And Conference committees sometimes hammer out the language in between the bills, but it's a tiny minority of people that jam them through at the last minute. So it's entirely possible for people to vote for stuff they have no idea about. Well, did they know that there was something about marijuana in the bill? Did they not know anything was in there at all? If they did know that there was something regarding marijuana in the bill, what did they think it was? I don't know. That's a great question. Nobody, I mean, we've got Jim Abler on the record, who is a uh, senator from Coon Rapids or Anoka, someplace, anything north of County Road C might as well be Canada to me. But yeah. uh, he's a senator from up north there somewhere. And uh, he said, hey, I didn't know that. I have no idea. Could, could we do a take back on that? I, now, my, I, yeah, I think, you could ask I your own Jim legislator. Nash, yeah. I think Jim Nash, too, came down on that side of things. So that's that's my question. Could be, I but, but I, it could very well be, Barbara. Thanks for your call. But I, I think, and it could be very well true. I'm purely conjecturing here when I say that it, it may be perfectly, it kind of reminds me, I'd, I'd like to think, put it this way, I'd like to think that Jim Nash is making sounds similar to those that uh, Major Renault made in Casablanca when he ordered the raid on Rick's Cafe, saying he was shocked, shocked to see gambling was going on. And suddenly uh, to suddenly out of nowhere comes the uh, orderly saying, you're winning, sir. Uh, that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping there's some four-dimensional chess going on here and that the Republican Party just played a really nice, na- subtle, not nasty, subtle trick on the DFL, essentially pulling the rug out of them on an issue that they were hoping were going to bring people back to the DFL from the pot parties. I'm going to suggest it's coincidences are just too close. And I could very well be wrong. I freely admit I could be talking completely out my hat on this. But it's fun to think about, especially after the dirty tricks that the DFL have played. Like, for example, I pointed out the Potemkin that's a literary way of saying fake, phony Republican candidacy of Tom Horner, which I say with complete assurance gave us eight years of Mark Dayton. That's, uh, there, there's no coherent argument against that. Had Tom Horner not siphoned away tens of thousands of moderate centrist, not especially paying attention Republican votes in 2010, we'd have had Tom Emmer for four years and probably eight uh, at the height of the Tea Party, Minnesota would be a very different place today had it not been for Tom Horner. Because the election of Tom Horner, uh, oh, sorry, sorry, the candidacy of Tom Horner, which led to the election of Mark Dayton, led us to the political geography that gave us Tim Waltz. And Tim Waltz used that 10 years of, of statist history to run roughshod over the emergency powers of this state. And had we had eight years of Tom Emmer, even if we had a Democrat governor following that in 2018 after Emmer left, assuming Emmer left after eight years, it would have been a Democrat who would have been running against a background of power, a powerful Republican Party with some recent success in the electoral arena. We didn't have that. We had a Republican Party that was meandering around and and trying to find its feet in a difficult year, as opposed to a Republican Party that was coming off of eight years in power. 
And that uh, made all the difference in the world. That certainly has something to do with why the uh, Repo- the Democrats were able to get Tim Waltz elected. And running against that backdrop in this state was why Tim Waltz was able to basically uh, operate like a pudgy little Mussolini for the last two years, for the better part of the last two years here. At any rate, uh, that's why I suggest it, it matters. So when people say, hey, dirty trick, the Republicans are is Republican money supporting the marijuana parties. Wah, wah, wah. So anyway, uh, by the way, the, the big point I've been making, the point I made against uh, Senator Klobuchar in the first hour was, yes, the, the, the ruling on Dobbs overturning Roe versus Wade sends the issue back to the states or potentially to Congress where Congress can go on record and take votes that can be held against them or in their favor, for that matter, on the issue of national abortion law. It's not presumed to be a right, but there's a lot of things that aren't presumed to be rights that are allowed to people by legislation. You don't have a right to drive, but the limits and regulations on your driving are set up by the states and to some extent the federal government more's the pity abortion is going to be a little bit like driving and after the supreme court's decision to overturn roe and restore the power of states to set up their abortion policies we've got progressives who are demanding to know why didn't democrats pass a federal law codifying Roe, in other words, making Roe the law of the land, legislatively, which, by the way, is exactly why the grounds on which Dobbs overturned Roe, because it's the legislature's job, whether it's a state legislature or the national legislature, when they controlled the White House and had overwhelming majorities in Congress. Uh, Looking at a piece by John McCormick in National Review this past week, Uh, And I quote, some reporters and pundits have said the Democrats in Congress simply lack the votes to ever enshrine uh, in federal statute a right to abortion. But a closer look at the last two unified Democratic governments, the first under the Clinton presidency in 1993, 1994, and a second under the Obama regime, uh, shows, in fact, that they did have a chance at doing exactly that. They could have codified Roe twice. If you're a Democrat, if you're a pro-choice activist who read and took Ruth Bader Ginsburg's predictions seriously, you might have even thought they should have done it. That they that they should have codified Roe, meaning they should have made Roe versus Wade the law of the land in the legislature exactly the way Dobbs And, by the way, the separation of powers in the United States say it should have been done. Looking at, by the way, John McCormick's piece looks back at the uh, congressional majorities. Uh, Again, the Democrats say there weren't enough uh, votes. It's just not true. McCormick, and I quote, after Democrats swept to power in 1992, the same year the Supreme Court upheld Roe by a 5-4 to four vote in the Casey decision, uh, there was a concerted effort in Congress to codify Roe by passing the Freedom of Choice Act. Quote, in the weeks following Bill Clinton's election, abortion right groups and uh, said they were confident that a bill to codify the right to choose would become the law within a few months in the 103rd Congress. Congressional Quarterly reported in May of 93, almost 20 years ago. 30 years ago, uh, the Freedom of Choice Act had passed out of committee in the Senate, but by May of 1993, divisions had emerged that threatened the bill. Supporters feared a flood of floor amendments that they said would undermine the bill's intent. As the quarterly explained, the bill would have the effect of overturning existing state laws that require waiting periods and would nullify some parental choice and consent laws for minors. Many House members and senators want to allow precisely these types of restrictions on abortion, but abortion rights groups and their allies in Congress are adamantly opposed to the limits. In other words, they could have codified a more moderate version of their right to choose involving giving up some of the more extreme provisions of choice laws, but the progressives would have none of it. Again, in Barack Obama's first half of his first term. Similar uh, situation. House Democrats uh, were pushing ahead on pro-choice legislation and uh, were close, to, had had a complete congressional majority plus the presidency. 
control of both chambers of Congress in 2009-2010 sessions, along with the presidency. They were on the brink of, well, they had the votes to pass a more moderate version of a national pro-choice law. Pro-abortion groups would have none of it. They wanted everything, everything or nothing at all. Now, what was it I said in the immediate aftermath of the 2018 elections, the dismal midterms, the sweeping of uh, Republicans almost into irrelevance in Minnesota? Almost, not quite. We held on to a one-vote lead in the Senate. Democrats, especially, well, not Democrats, progressives, when they get a sniff of power, their one big undoing is the fact that they want it all. They will overreach. They always overreach. In both cases, when they had the votes to pass something that would have legalized abortion nationwide, something that would have been immune to the Supreme Court, to, that would have made this past uh, two weeks, that made the Dobbs decision irrelevant because it would have involved, because it would have actually codified the law through the legislature the way Dobbs says it had to. They passed on it because they wanted everything. They wanted the most extreme version of abortion laws. They wanted uh, not only choice, but they wanted they they wanted everything. They wanted all nine terms. They wanted late term abortions. They wanted no parental notification. They wanted no parental choice whatsoever. They wanted everything rather than that than what they want than what they could get. That's the thing about democracy. Having to actually negotiate with the other side means you have to give on a few things. Progressives hate that. Because when you have absolute power, you don't have to give up anything. So they want they don't want the policies. They want the power so they don't have to ask your permission for anything anymore. That's why the Democrats didn't codify Roe versus Wade in the two times they had a golden opportunity to do so, if not everything they wanted. Much more when we come back. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Twelve eighty, the Patriot. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Stream AM twelve eighty, the Patriot at Odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford. SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. Not in perfect health? Don't worry. SelectQuote found Tanya, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General, and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-881-4747. That's 1-800-881-4747. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-881-4747. SelectQuote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. Dad, why do you get so many phone calls? Well, son, many people need help with their homes after a bad storm. I want to be available to answer their calls no matter the day. Bad weather doesn't know it's Sunday, right? You know what? I want to be just like you when I grew up so I can help people too. Hi, I'm Alex, sales manager at Estate Claim Services. You know, I share that fond memory of a conversation with my son to show Estate Claim Services' commitment to our customers. We know storms don't wear a watch. You may not be available during our normal office hours, but relax, knowing that whenever you call, we're going to answer. It's the same with all our customers, because when you hire us to repair the storm damage on your home, you're working with a local Twin Cities company. We're not a storm-chasing company. We're here when you need us, and we'll be around long after the work is finished. Check us out online at estateclaimservices.com. Estate Claim Services, your local available anytime storm repair company. Search Estate Claim Services online today. Call my dad today. 
Step into Red Wing shoes this season for a comfortable pair of waterproof footwear. They feature safety toe and regular toe work boots and shoes. Let their friendly fit experts find you the right footwear for your job in the right size. Remember, Red Wing also carries accessories, polish, socks, inserts, and more. Don't forget to ask about their mobile shoe service where they bring the store to you. Visit Red Wing shoes in Circle Pines, Columbia Heights, Coon Rapids, Bloomington, and St. Cloud. Red Wing shoes. Work is our work. You listen every day. I never miss it. So now it's time for you to join the conversation. Who, me? Like AM 1280 The Patriot on Facebook and share your thoughts with like-minded conservatives. You can also enter to win prizes, learn about upcoming events, and more. AM 1280 The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Final segment, Northern Alliance Headliner Edition. Jack Tomczak coming up at the top of the hour. Hey, don't forget Brad Carlson coming up tomorrow from 1 to 3. Also, uh, King Banyan Saturday mornings from 9 to 11. He'll be back next week. Either way, 22 days a week, Northern Alliance Radio Network dominating the Twin Cities media. So, no chance of being lonely if you're conservative. We are out there. We are there for you. Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. Conservative star this week. One of the youngest among us. Uh, by the way, further proof that Berg's eighth law is completely universal and absolutely immutable. By the way, Berg's eighth law states, and I quote, American progressivism's reaction to one of, quote, their constituents, women, uh, gays, people of, people of color, running for office or otherwise identifying as a conservative is indistinguishable from a sociopathic disorder. Drives them crazy. Uh, for example, had a great example this past week, which led to this week's conservative star. And a girl with uh, uh, enough grit to take on a professional football team, I suspect. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, the first Mexican-born congresswoman, uh, Myra Flores, uh, from the 34th District of Texas, the far southeast tip of Texas along the Gulf Coast, is a conservative Christian. Very devout, very conservative, pro-Trump, very, very conservative, uh, impeccable conservative credentials. Anyway, as such, never, ever bet against the response from the left being just a little bit psychotic. So, for example, this past week in the news, we saw a video of the swearing in in the well of the United States House of the newest representative, Myra Flores, from uh, Texas 34. She brought with her family a Border Patrol agent, her husband, and two daughters, a couple of adorable little girls, one of whom was standing to stage right, audience left, of Speaker Pelosi, who was administrating the oath to Representative Flores. The oldest daughter was standing immediately to the stage right, audience left, of the representative during the photo op. Speaker Pelosi acknowledged the girl kind of crowding into her right and took an elbow and tried to shove her out of the way. The eldest daughter of Congresswoman Flores exhibiting the sort of behavior you'd like to see from a good hockey forward or defenseman, pushed her way right back into the frame. I have to say, kudos, young Ms. Flores. <laughs> You're going to make a great hockey, uh, hockey player or conservative activist someday. The contempt, uh, long story short, uh, the big left feels for, quote, their people, end quote, who take off the uh, ketchup bottle dresses and leave the cult, positively throbs with toxic, dysfunctional, dare I say, patriarchy? Anyway, I have a, a, a sad note this past week. I've been in radio uh, for 33 of the last 43 years, one way or the other. 32, I guess, of the last 43 years, one way or the other. Most of them, by the way, here at this station. I did have an entire radio career before, 13 years uh, at a variety of stations around North Dakota and Minnesota, including the Evil Talk Empire, plus the uh, the Big Top 40 station. Ten stations, no, eight stations in 13 years, actually relatively stable. And then 18 years now and counting. I've been here at AM 1280. And the industry that I, I, I by the way, this last 18 years has just been bizarre for me because Salem lives out their Christian identity. They treat people, generally speaking, like humans. Uh, and you can actually have a career at a place like Salem, which is not the industry I grew up in. Industry I grew up in, especially the one I came of age in in my later 20s, in places like uh, the, the Top 40 Station or the Evil Talk Empire, competition was a constant, really often ugly thing. 
especially in big market music radio, getting ratings was mortal combat. It's a blood sport where morality and ethics and often is not sobriety got chucked out the first uh, break of the morning weather. Uh, pirates would look at major market radio executives and thought, cut the cut, uh, cutthroat stuff there, matey. It's, it was a cutthroat business. Some of that faded a little bit after the 2008 recession when most of the money left music radio. I mean, for the last 13 years, 14 years now, the only parts of the radio industry that are turning any kind of a real profit are, uh, are uh, conservative talk, sports radio, and Spanish radio. Those are the ones that are making the money these days. Uh, anyway, among talk radio people here in the Twin Cities, um, it's been kind of unusual. This last 14 years, I'm used to, in the radio industry I grew up in, the competition was the enemy, and you found some reason to duke it out with them one way or the other. That's, that is kind of faded, and... Talk radio, say what you will about it, has always been a little more, I don't know, not genteel, but a little more civilized, a little less ugly, pointed, petulant, cutthroat than music radio was. Still, among the talk radio people in the Twin Cities, the, the sort of comedy that uh, held up was almost a little unsettling to someone who grew up in a very different industry. And and the people here at AM 1280 and the folks at the Talk Boutique at the 1130, uh, we competed for the same audience. But the sort of ugly hacking away at each other just didn't happen. I mean, the personalities at the various stations have always gotten along. I mean, me, Bob Davis, Sue Jeffers, Ben Cruz, uh, Ben Cruzy rather, John Justice, Walter Hudson when he was on the 1130. And all of us here on the NARN have always gotten along really well. Jack Tomzak, of course, been at both stations. We all get along real well. And even the, some of the guys like Blois Olson and, and uh, Jason DeRusher from CCO, we, we're all civil. We're all first-name basis with each other. We, we get along okay. And so it's with more than just collegial wishes and sympathies that I note that uh, a week ago today, Andrew Drew Lee, longtime morning guy at the 1130, passed away very suddenly. I mean, I know people who are reading his Twitter feeds Within an hour before people were saying he'd passed away, uh, presumably of something very sudden and catastrophic. I, I, I knew Drew. I considered him a, a casual, a, a, a solid acquaintance. He actually sat in with my band one night on bass, talented bass player as well. A good family man, a solid conservative, an excellent radio man, a great mentor to many people in the business, the kind this industry needs many more of, uh, a, a genuine radio talent. And a person that will be greatly missed. And to all of you at their friends, especially family and listeners of Drooly, condolences, prayers, uh, great to have known him, and all the best for all of who care about him. Thank you very much. Uh, God bless you all. God bless America. Happy Independence Day. Hi, Tim O from the Kingdom Builders Roofing here. We've all been through some tough times in the past, and it's easy to get discouraged, especially when we feel alone or have no one to talk to or feel like no one loves us. Yes, we know that our Heavenly Father loves us so much that He sent His own Son, Jesus, to take our sin penalty on the cross. But it's good to remember that God created us for fellowship and togetherness. In Hebrews 10, 24 and 25, Paul wrote, And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another. If you're looking for fellowship or friendship, can I encourage you to get plugged into a solid Bible teaching church with other broken yet redeemed people? Your heart will be encouraged with new friends and a closer walk with God. After all, it was God who said in Genesis, it is not good for us to be alone. If you have any questions about this or other scripture, feel free to give us a call at 612-900-9166 or drop us a line at thekingdombuilders.com. How would you like to learn to be a better photographer for half the regular price? We've partnered with Twin Cities award-winning photographer Wayne Moran for a special half-price lesson offer. Wayne will teach you all you need to know to take better images. Regular price for this five-lesson package is $500, now just $250. Only five of these special offers from Wayne Moran are available. So call the radio station now at 651-289-4413. That's 651-289-4413. Unless you've visited our studios, you probably haven't seen how clean they are. But I assure you, you can hear it. Hey, I'm Trevor Kay, checking in on behalf of Forever Cleaning. 
Tasha and the team at Forever Cleaning are a big part of why we sound so fantastic on air. I mean, have you ever heard a dusty microphone? Not here, you haven't. It sounds something like this. No good, right? But Forever Cleaning's attention to detail goes beyond the studios and this microphone. Our break room is clean and inviting, the office areas are orderly and organized, and the bathrooms, they're always spotless. If you need Forever Cleaning's expert care in your office or store, or you just want to make certain your mic sounds as good as mine, reach out to Tasha and her expert team today at forevercleaning.com. That's the number 4EVRcleaning.com. Or call 763-807-9817 to schedule your free walkthrough and quote. Remember, Forever Cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. I start every day by reading through the stories at Daybreak Insider. It's a look at today's most compelling stories and provides responses from key conservatives in media and politics. Over a quarter million people get Daybreak Insider by email daily, and it's available to you at no cost. Go to daybreakinsider.com and simply plug in your email. That's daybreakinsider.com. In five minutes, you will be the most informed person in the office. That's daybreakinsider.com. AM 12. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.